Hello, before you go any further, a quick favor from me to you, please. If you're loving my podcast, if I'm helping you change your life or giving you new ideas you never had before, please consider buying me a cup of coffee to thank me and to support me for my free work here. I put a lot of time, love and effort into these podcasts to help all of you get the jobs that you deserve, perhaps change your pronunciation and, of course, bring in the income that you need. If I have helped you, could you please help me? Recently, I lost the sponsorship of the podcast from Anchor and it means that there is zero income coming into this program and yet I'm still trying to record podcasts for you all. So follow the link down in the show notes or you can go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com or initial-impact.com and sponsor the show by clicking the links there. Thank you very much. Also grab yourself your free mini version of Fix Your Pronunciation Fast, my downloadable coaching audios and video program. It's on a limited basis only, so grab it while you can at impactquantumsuccess.gumroad.com and find the Fix Your Pronunciation link there. Finally, we have one sponsor that's providing free ESL English, IELTS OET, AMC, immigration, jobs, coaching, lots of uh, support and resources there, you need to go to iwantout.wildapricot.org and you can check them out there. Thank you very much. Enjoy the program and keep going. Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark Manila here from ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. It's lovely to welcome you to the show, whether you're a new listener or a regular listener. Thank you for making the show what it is. Today, I'm going to be speaking more about becoming a medic or studying to become a medic, but to pass the OET or indeed the AMC exams if you're going to Australia. But of course, this does apply to you no matter where you are going in the world you are a medic. Also, don't run away. If you're not a medic, stick around because this will also apply to you for studying in general. So if you're trying to pass your IELTS um, or maybe just improving your English as a second language, these are going to be some very unusual ways that I can suggest to you to help you improve your actual recall for your exams, whether you're doing the AMC, MCQ exams, the IELTS, the OET, uh, the TOEIC, the TOEFL. I mean, there's so many out there everybody you're doing such a hard lot of work right um, and also as I say if you're just studying for anything maybe you're a lawyer uh, maybe you're studying to pass the the bar exam to become a barrister um, perhaps you are somebody who is a market trader and trying to upskill yourself I work with a number of professionals and no matter what industry you're within I can assist you and if you'd like some extra coaching from me directly I don't do this very often these days but if you want a 60 minute intensive session to understand exactly where you are and go away with a full action plan as to how to improve yourself after that session pop to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com and grab yourself a money back guaranteed session with me okay so let's talk about some very unusual ways to help you study for your exams or just anything in life that you're trying to learn. So it's kind of difficult, right, trying to make time for everything. If you're a doctor and a medic or a lawyer, these types of professions, you work a lot of hours anyway. And then on top of this, this hard work that you're doing in clinic or in a legal surgery, for example, um, you then have to make time to study too, right? And it's really hard. Now, the study pattern for the AMC exam, for example, is hard. Um, it requires an exceptional amount of willpower and motivation to keep yourself going. Um, the thing is, you've got to make, no matter what you're doing in life, fun. If you don't enjoy it, you're not going to love it. You're going to be 
tired, you're going to lose interest. And if you are somebody who also struggles with ADHD on top, this is another layer of complexity that just drives you further into like, ah, okay? It just like, you want to run screaming whenever you think about how on earth you're going to manage to focus and get this work done and get yourself to where you want to go in life. Now, um, if you are also a parent or somebody who supports somebody with ADHD issues and attention issues, this will also assist you to help them too. So I hope that what I'm about to share with you will really help many of you out there. So if we look at uh, the way that you can assimilate the information in a better way um, and almost put things into your brain faster, what would those types of techniques be? And how do you go about it? Well, the first thing is that for some people, um, studies of the brain and memory have revealed that listening to certain types of music not only alters, but increases brain function in some students. Now, it doesn't work with all students. Let me give you an example. And myself, for example, um, music can help me um, change my mood, get myself into a more energized state, depending on what I'm listening to clearly. But if it's got lyrics in it, forget trying to work on anything that involves me having to do writing at the same time. Because for me, the two circuits in my brain operate using the same circuit, right? So listening to the music and the lyrics is interfering with the words I'm trying to write in my head and then get onto the screen onto paper. So it slows me down. And I noticed that for an absolute fact. And everything just takes longer. And it's frustrating because it's nice to listen to some music, right? But the thing is, if it's slowing down your performance, then you've just got to shut that, that down and just free that channel up totally. So check it out for yourself. When these studies say, oh, everybody does better with music, I disagree. It depends on how your brain is wired and what works for you. Other students I work with say, yeah, they have similar problems to like what I'm describing. However, if they listen to just classical or instrumental music, well, that's okay. Um, the, the words obviously don't interfere and therefore they can operate okay like that. And in fact, it does help them. So many, many students say that classical music, um, or as I say, just orchestral music, or it doesn't have to be even classical, you know, or orchestral pieces. It can be just words, uh, sorry, word free, lyric free. All right. Okay. So have a go and see whether that helps you. Um, it's also noticed that it can assist you to memorize your notes in the word in the form of songs. Okay. And so if you're really into your music, um, you can try and associate them with famous songs that you love. So memorizing your notes in songs or against a song will also increase your speed in writing. Um, for your particular answer that you need to do. And if you don't believe me, check it out, okay? So um, it's a very interesting strategy. You can Google around this. There's lots been um, studied and researched about this. And um, it's a fascinating point, really, that if you can do that, because you already know the well-known songs that you love, if you associate your notes to parts of the song, then you'll easily recall it, okay? So it's going to really speed up your, your chances of Cool. The other thing that I'd recommend is here, look at study partners. Now, of course, um, if you have the same routine and you sit at the same desk, sitting out and looking out the same window or looking at the same wall or what have you, it's really boring, right? Okay. And it affects your focus. And if you've got ADHD, even trying to just get yourself to sit and do that can be like pulling your own teeth out. Ah. So try to study in different areas. Don't do it in the same location at 
all times. Um, try your, you know, your bed maybe, then try your desk, then try the park, then try a cafe and try to keep it fresh and interesting because you will feel less bored with the actual study process. However, I will say to you this, if you're doing the online version of any test that you're going to sit, it's actually really important that you do some of your study at the same location where you're going to take the test, all right? If you're going to be doing it from home in your lounge, then sit and do the study there. The reason for this is that it's been proven that um, when they, they did an experiment with two sets of students, okay, and they were in the same class, but they split them into half. Okay, and half of the students took their test for their exam that they've been studying together in the classroom where they did their learning. Okay, the others went and sat in like the school dinner hall and had their exam in a completely different area to where they learned the subject. What they found was fascinating. There was a statistically significant increase in the number of students who passed who took the exam in the same location that they learned the actual uh, material ready for the exam. And this shows that you almost use your, like the songs I mentioned earlier, you are associating the classroom or the environment, like your desk, your window, the same location, the pen, the feel of the chair underneath you with, oh yeah, I remember when I learned about that thing they're asking me here, because I was sat at my desk the other day drinking coffee when I learned that, you see? And it, it connects you to like a shortcut in your head. So it's really important that you do still do a good percentage of your study if you're going to do this online in the place where you're going to do the actual test and use the same types of laptop, um, chair, uh, maybe put on another hackist here to wear the same type of perfume or scent or aftershave that you might use. Okay, when you're studying, use it at the same time when you take your test because it will cue you in to okay, I know what I'm doing here. And I remember because there was this fragrance. And when I held that fragrance, I learned about this particular concept. So give it a go and try it. If you know, for example, that you always get stuck on particular parts, okay, associate a certain fragrance with that. And I know that sounds weird, but it really works. All right. So um, and then on the day of your test, so even if you go to the test center, put that same fragrance on because you're more likely to remember all of the things because scent has been proven to be actually the strongest thing, the strongest thing out of all things that can help link you to the shortcut. Now, the other thing is this, some people say about getting up early and pushing forward. Um, I think that from your point of view, it depends on whether you're an early bird or not. If you're a doctor or a lawyer, usually you're up early anyway, but maybe you're not, maybe you do night shift. So this is not really a technique I recommend. I say wake up at the time that works best for you and study at the time that you know you have the most energy. If that so happens to be midnight, then fine, study at midnight. Um, Often you can find at night time you have a quieter environment if you're, you know, in a situation where you live in an apartment block. Um, like at the moment, you can possibly hear, you know, it's one, one in the afternoon and yet I've got drilling and hammering because the apartment that I'm currently renting in has clearly got somebody now who's moved in above or wherever they are and are drilling. And it's really annoying, right? So the time when I can focus better is going to be probably later on in the night time, but that's when I tend to be really exhausted because of my health issues, so it's a bit of a challenge. So try to do what you can. Um, also, attempt to have a little bit of a nap if it's possible. I know that might sound ridiculous um, because you're working very hard hours, but if you can like get up a little bit earlier, study, then have a nap, 
and then spend the day in your schedule at work and then have a nap after work and then study and repeat, it will help you. Because again, studies have shown that people are more productive and fresh if you cat nap. Okay, so if you split your sleep into a couple of naps, and if you're a doctor, you'll know this, um, you work very long hours, and sometimes you have to do that. And even I've had to do that in the past, you know, grab three hours, maybe, then get back up and work for three hours, then go back to sleep for three hours, then get back up to work for three hours. In the height of the pandemic, uh, that was pretty much how I was having to run my schedule, because I had so many students that needed my help. And from my point of view, the pandemic, um, financially, it was a real problem me um, at that particular point as well and I had no choice I was working ridiculous hours I was doing sometimes like 17 hours I would do like 13 14 hours of coaching and it was crazy I mean I mean crazy back-to-back non-stop coaching seven days a week so try to break yourself into little naps it might just be the thing that saves you um, also exercise is really good so try to put some time um, into your day um, really it's okay to take some short breaks all right um, it doesn't mean that you have to go for one and a half hours or do something crazy but just try to get yourself um, up and away from the desk or where you're studying at the moment walk around the area jump up and down a bit do some deep breathing um, and stop sort of every 30 to 40 minutes because again I say to my students in my master classes you can only, the human brain can only concentrate focused attention for a maximum of about 40 to 45 minutes in one go. Then it needs to break and do something different, okay? Switch its focus and then come back to it maybe 15 minutes later or what have you, okay? So break it up into chunks. Don't do what some students say to me they do and they say, I try to get two hours nonstop studying and it's like, oh my goodness. Your brain stops uh, absorbing after about 40 to 45 minutes. You need to give it a break because you cannot process um, what you have learned effectively. So you are actually wasting your time if you do two hours straight or even an hour straight. Trust me on this. Um, and you're going to get better results from less effort by breaking it up into 30 to 40 minute chunks of learning, then take a break, then come back. All right. Also, you're not going to get overwhelmed with it. So it means that you are still excited to come back in 15 minutes time to try again. Whereas if you sat there and forced yourself to do two hours of hell, then you can't wait just to get out of there and you, you start to associate very bad feelings, all right, with this particular way of studying and the content. That doesn't help you to recall it because if you associate it with pain or distressing situations, sitting for two hours, then it's not nice, okay? It's gonna put you off. And again, I can relate to that myself totally. Um, and another apartment I lived in, um, in the pandemic, um, it was worse than this place, which I'm currently in, uh, from the amount of noise, the pollution. I mean, I had smoke coming in from people burning things at the back. Um, I had cockles crying day and night. I mean, I've got a cockle here, but luckily it's not literally outside of the back of me. And um, I had a shanty um, at the back of me because obviously the Philippines, we have huge areas of poverty and it was really sad, but they had a dog chained up that would bark day and night. And it was really distressing, obviously, because I was trying to get the dog rescued as well, uh, as well as obviously trying to get some sleep and to work to try. You can imagine it, trying to podcast was impossible and, and even coaching, um, you know, really embarrassing and hard because, of course, you know, um, you're not expecting to hear woofing dogs when you're having a coaching session with me. Um, and there was nothing I could do about it. I'm stuck there. 
pandemic restrictions and everything, it was it was hell actually. It was really bad, and I started to just associate everything and with just disaster there. It was a really bad place to be, and psychologically very damaging too. So get yourself into a nice environment if you're able to. If you're lucky enough and fortunate to be able to get yourself out of into a better study environment, do it. Okay. Um, also, try to reward yourself, right? So again, make a chart, right? And every time you do your 40 minutes or 30 minutes of study, put a line on it, do a bar chart and see how they build up during the day. If you do three 40-minute sessions a day, that's amazing. If you just do one, that's still amazing. And put it somewhere you can see it to motivate yourself. On the front door as you go out, in the car, on the dashboard when you get in and start the car in the morning, um, on the bathroom mirror, all right? wherever see it and believe it and see you are moving towards your goal and know that you are doing it in a very realistic way okay that means it's going to stay in your mind also be positive i want you to say out loud to yourself every day in the mirror look at yourself in the eyes and that sounds weird and say you are proud of yourself that you can do this that you are doing this you are going to pass these exams whether it be the amc which is notoriously hard or any other the ielts you can achieve anything you put your mind to okay and try to really get yourself in a nice positive mental state also listen to nice pieces of positive as i say energetic music if that works for you to get yourself ready to study even if you can't listen to it while you're studying because it interferes at least use it to ramp yourself up and motivate yourself like a boxer going into the ring you know before they start the fight they have the music to walk into it kind of cues them up and again, use that technique when you go to sit the exam, okay? So as soon as you are ready to do the exam, as you're driving there, or if it's going to be online, listen to that same piece of music that you use to motivate yourself because it will cue you in, you know what you're doing, and you always have a positive learning experience when you listen to it. So also you're gonna have a positive exam result, okay? So have a go with all of these, check out which works best for you. Don't be um, afraid to experiment and explore, okay? And make really good use of your time. But as I said to you, try to really use things that keep you interested, okay? Um, use things when you're reading, that make you like, wow, I didn't know that. Try to research something different or interesting that's still going to expose you to a range of vocab that you need for whatever you're studying for. But it's interesting. It's something that you love. So if you're a medic, then read about stuff you really love, okay? Um, but of course, you do need to know about a wide variety of issues and diseases and, and conditions, right? So you've got to read about the stuff that doesn't turn you on. But at the end of the day, if you can make it fun, like, okay, think to yourself, okay, I'm going to read about cardiovascular stuff. I don't really like cardiovascular stuff, but how can I make this fun? So see how many times you can spot a particular word turning up in a piece of, of writing that you're reading, right? Okay, maybe it's vascular or something. See whether you can spot it. And then also challenge yourself. See, right, how many times can you use vascular in your conversations today, right? Something like that. What you're trying to do is make it a game. I want you to gamify your learning. Um, anybody who's coached with me in the past knows that I just have fun. I have a very playful attitude. And the reason is because life is too darn short, people, okay? To be so serious doesn't help you learn at all. It just shuts down your mental faculties, stops you from memorizing things or recalling things very well. You associate it with being an awful time and time slows down. But when people have sessions with me, your 60 minute flies by and that's often the comment that I get. And it does. And it flies by for me too, because it's also fun for me to help you 
learn. So please go ahead, have a go with these different techniques. If you find they work, let me know. If you find something else, also let me know so we can share it with the rest of the coach marking the Miller family. Uh, please spread me virally. Put me out there all over. Doctors, medics, I know you're meant to be getting rid of viruses, but please make me viral, okay? Spread me around everywhere you can, okay? I want you to contaminate the airways with all of my podcasts, please, because seriously, I want this to get into the hands of the people who really need this help free of charge, okay? Um, so thank you very much for doing that. Um, also, could you also do me a favor, please? Um, if, if you are really interested and love my podcast and would like to continue the free podcast coming, please consider either supporting me by just buying me a quick cup of coffee. The link is down below. That one-off little payment does help me keep going and you can choose. It's a very small amount. Also, if you want to get more in-depth coaching podcasts from me that are yours to keep forever, you can download them, reuse them so many times, re-listen, pause them, etc., and use them as your coaching sessions and do subscribe to my $9.99 a month premium podcast here on Spotify. The link is down below. And when you do that, you can basically access all of my content that is in the premium section only. So that means you're hearing content that's not here. It's more expansive. It gives you more detail. In fact, it tends to form their own coaching sessions in their own right. So it's great for you if you can't afford or don't have the time to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Stay safe, take care, and see you soon. Thank you for listening to my podcast. And if you have enjoyed it, please feel free to sponsor a segment. If you're listening on Spotify, you can simply go to sponsor this podcast and you will be able to sponsor me for as little as just 99 cents a month, which is highly affordable and also gratefully appreciated. If you prefer to do something one-off, then you can just simply buy me a cup of coffee. Again, details are in the show notes below each program and you can click there and pay securely via Stripe. And again, this enables me to continue providing these podcasts totally free of charge for you all here so even if you can't afford high level coaching i'm sure that every now and again you might want to sponsor me to enable this podcast to keep running for as long as possible for you thank you in advance for everything you can do to help keep me keeping these going for you and of course you can just simply help me by spreading the word about the podcast Put me on your social media, everywhere that you go, tweet about me, blog about me, whatever you'd like to do about me, as long as it's beneficial and it's polite, okay? I welcome all of that, but please just circulate the information far and wide. Our job here in the Coach Mark Manila family is to get this information into the hands of the people like you who really need this and deserve to get this at a really free price. Take care, I'll see you soon.